When we last left Dirk, he'd survived a rave, watched his only love Saffron disappear into the night, and received an ominous message from the future. Will Dirk ever love again? Will he and Robot Watch return home? Is the Cosmoverse in grave danger? Stay tuned for Dirk Himsheath, Time Traveler. Episode 4, The JV Rowing Team. Space year 3037, just three hawkings before the start of the Great Beige War, the illustrious Time Presidium initiates its newest member, Dirk Himsheath. Mr. Himsheath, your exploits at Time College are quite legendary. The Presidium expects great things from you. Doing awesome shit is what Dirk Himsheath does, Colonel. Now for the final initiation. The Galaxifram device in my hand possesses power equivalent to that of seven thermal clatoos. Seven clatoos, Himsheath! Enough to rend the Cosmoverse apart and turn everything to dust. Do you understand? Cool. Once I affix it to your left wrist, you are never to remove it. Never. The consequences would be dire. It will lead you through the time, Gasm will be your communicator, data collector, and your connection to the Presidium. But do not fool yourself, Himsheath. It does not think and feel as you and I. It is not human. It is not your friend. You gonna give me the fucking thing or what? Dirk Himsheath, with this Galaxifram device, you are officially the newest member of the Time Presidium. May your life in the gasm be a bold one. Godspeed, boy. So, do I just, like, push a button, or... Upshift complete. Greetings, Captain Himsheath. Call me Dirk. What's your name? I am Galaxifram Device 7.9-3.5864. Fuck that. I'm gonna call you Robot Watch. Robot Watch? Ha! I like that. Now that we are linked, what shall we do first, Dirk? Well, Robot Watch, let's go kick the dick out of some stuff. Dirk? Dirk? Wake up, Dirk. Sorry, I must have drifted off. You've been asleep for 17 hours. I was starting to worry. Ecstasy, am I right? You ever dream about home, Robot Watch? Dreaming is against my protocols. Damn, that's tough. Any new news on the thing the Time Presidium was warning us about? As of now, all readings are normal. Good, then let's review some shit while we still can. What's on the docket today? The 1991 Brett Easton Ellis novel, American Psycho. Cool. Bloodbrain me. What the fuck? Is this real? Is that an actual book? Yes, Dirk. It has sold over one million copies, and it will be turned into a semi-popular, severely overrated movie a few years from now. Jesus, what the hell is wrong with people? Well, this is the job, I guess. Let's do it. Hey, friends. 
Let's dress up self-loathing, misogyny, and actually being the thing you're attempting to satirize in a well-tailored, shoulder-padded 80s suit, dust it with an 8-ball of coke, and call it a novel. That sounds fun, right? Let's say we're winking at our readers when we know goddamn well we can't wink because both of our eyes are always open, staring in the fucking mirror to see just how incredible we are. If we pepper the shit with enough clever musings about Huey Lewis and stuff, people will convince themselves that the rat in the vagina chapter is really just a brilliant deconstruction of the greed and excess of the 1980s, and not a petty sensationalized exercise in exploitation in any way. I mean, how could it be something like that? Brett Easton Ellis went to Bennington, and Bennington boys don't write those kinds of things. American Psycho is a smart book for dumb assholes. People who really think Patrick Bateman is somehow a hero, or the academics who have to occasionally stop blowing Don DeLillo to show that they're still in touch with the real world. Look, your good buddy Dirk's got no problem with trash, but this ain't trash. This black comedy that treads in Wall Street madness and murder, real or imagined, who gives a shit, is like a snuff film that just happens to have a cinematographer who knows how to work a Dutch angle. It's the book Scorsese would write if he were a dead-eyed wasp with no soul and an inability to read. Sorry, friends. This one's got Dirk a little angry. Brett, women shouldn't direct films Easton Ellis, gives voice to the worst of us. Not the worst parts of ourselves, the worst actual humans. But Dirk, that's the whole point, you say? He's showing us how greed and insecurity makes us monsters. Fuck you. He's glorifying it. He's every unworthy scion slapping on his junior varsity rowing uniform, only to sit on the deck and watch other rich pricks who are better than him do the actual work in the little fucking boat on the water, while he mutters to himself, Daddy'll show coach for benching me. Daddy'll show him. Brett Easton Ellis is the reason blue-blazered little shits who never earned a goddamn thing in their lives stand at podiums and tell us how they're going to solve problems that they clearly can't understand intellectually or morally, and still have the balls to believe we should all thank them for it. This is the book that some tenured fuck of a professor sitting in his strangely low-lit office explains to an undergrad by saying, Actually, American Psycho is a feminist novel. Really, old man? Maybe it's time to give up your one class every other semester and call it a fucking day. This book, like its charlatan author, is the baking soda-laced key bump you did in college because you thought it would impress the girl you liked. Jesus, Robot Watch. I feel dirty. Like, I need to purify myself in the waters of Lake Minnetonka dirty. Turn it to sound dust and... Send it back home. May God have mercy on their souls. Turning to sound dust, Dick. Ugh, I need some redemption after that. Let's talk about something kick-ass. I ever tell you about the time I was in the shit on the fire planet of Logar? I was with you, Dick. I know, but don't you want to hear me tell the story? I would like nothing more. Okay, so there I was, knee-deep in the intergalactic ooze. And guess who I see? Who, Duck? The Chode King himself, Orson fucking Quaif. Little does Dirk know that as he recounts his heroic tale, Orson Quaife is there once again, high atop the highest building, watching the entire scene through his transocular beam. 
Oh, Dirk. Little do you know that while you were distracted rescuing Saffron from that rave, I was putting my glorious plan into place. So go ahead and tell your stories. Soon. Very soon. All stories in all forms, on all worlds, in all eras will be erased. And all of space and time will be beige. Beige! Like the taste of my DIY artisan sugar-free donuts. People say they taste like real donuts. But they're lying to themselves, Dirk. They're lying. <laughs> what terrible plan does Orson Quaife have in the works? Has the word artisan lost all meaning? Tune in next week to Dirk Himsheath, Time Traveler, to find out. Dirk Himsheath Time Traveler is brought to you by Dr. Bolshoi's Magical Elixir. Dr. Bolshoi's Magical Elixir for when the sadness just won't go away.